0: So there's a story about John Wesley, the founder of Methodism, that when he was at Oxford, when he went to school, uh, he, he went out to the store one day and bought a, a, a picture, a painting to put up and decorate his dorm. And, and while he was decorating, a chambermaid came out to, just to check on him, check on, his, uh, on him in his dorm. And, 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 and the story says that when Wesley saw her, his heart broke for her. She was wearing nothing but a, a, a thin linen gown. And, and it was the middle of winter, so it was, it was cold. And his heart broke for her. So, so Wesley does what uh, you know many of us would have done. He reaches into his coat pocket to get money so that she can buy a, a, a winter coat. And when he does that, when he reaches into his pocket, his pocket is empty. He has no money to give to this maid, to this lady. His heart begins to break. He genuinely wants to help her, but has, has no ability to help her, has no resources or funds to help her. And, and, and I get the sense that some guilt begins to weigh on his shoulders. There's an article uh, uh, on, what, uh, on how Wesley um, managed his money, and here's what it says. Wesley asked himself, Will thy master say, Well done, good and faithful servant or steward thou hast adorned thy walls with the money which might have screened this poor creature from the cold. Oh justice, oh mercy, are not these pictures the blood of this poor maid? I mean, can you relate to that guilt and that sorrow that Wesley must have felt that day? He genuinely wanted to help her, but he didn't have the means or the resources to do so. From that point forward, Wesley completely changed his life and he began to uh, uh, really uh, care about generosity and really try to meet the needs of other people. But let me be clear, Uh, Wesley would never say that generosity requires us to just give all of our money away uh, foolishly and have uh, uh, nothing for ourselves or our families. In fact, in in his sermon, The Use of Money, the first thing Wesley says about generosity, he says, uh, first... Provide things needful for yourself, food to eat, raiment to put on, whatever nature moderately requires for preserving the body in health and in strength. I know it's old English. So Wesley basically said uh, after you work, after you gain money, after you get your paycheck, right? Uh, uh, um, Use that money to meet your basic needs. You're gonna need shelter, you're gonna need clothes, you're gonna need food. Uh, you know you're you're probably gonna need gas or you're gonna have to uh, pay for a bus pass. you're you're gonna there's certain things that all of us are gonna need at one point or another. And he says when you work, when you gather money, uh, the first thing you do with it is spend it on those things, on the things that are absolutely necessary. The second thing he says is provide these same things for your wife, your children, your servants, or any others who pertain to your household. Now, I know that this language is a little antiquated, right? Because I, I think it should say provide for your wife or provide for your husband, uh, provide for your children, provide for, uh, you know, uh, uh, he, it, this is old English, but, but here's the heart of it. Wesley says, uh, gain all the money you can so that you can meet the needs of your loved ones, so that you can meet the needs of your family, so that you can meet the needs of those that depend on you, Wesley was very clear that all of us had expenses to make. And he didn't want you or I or anybody to not make those expenses for the sake of generosity. But here's the third thing he said. If when all of this is done, there be an overplus still, as you have opportunity, do good unto all men, so that in so doing, you can give all you can. See, what Wesley would say is gain as much money as you possibly can. Save by only uh, spending that money on, on things that are absolutely necessary, on the things you absolutely need. And if you do that, you, you should end up with a surplus, right? If you gather as much money as you can and only spend what you need, you should have a surplus. And Wesley would say, with that surplus, make a difference in the, in the world with that surplus, make a difference in people's lives. See, I think Wesley genuinely believed that that day at Oxford when the, the, the chambermaid came by, if he had had a surplus, he would have helped her. But he didn't. And so the challenge for him uh, for him and the people in his time and for us today, gain as much as we can. Spend it on things that are absolutely necessary so that we can create an abundance And out of that abundance, we can be generous people. See, Wesley understood the importance of all of us being generous. Wesley understood how important it was for all of us to learn to gain all we could, to save uh, all that we could by cutting down our expenses so that we could have a surplus and be generous. He knew that that was important. Because here's the deal, friends. The world needs us to be generous. I'm gonna say that again. The world needs us to be generous. See, there are enough resources in this world so that nobody has to go hungry. There are enough resources in this world so that poverty shouldn't be an issue. There are enough resources in this world so that no one should have to struggle to meet their basic needs. And do you know how we fix that issue? by being generous, by practicing generosity. And what Wesley would say is that the way we are generous, the way we can become generous, is to gain all that we can, save by cutting down our expenses and using that abundance towards generosity. Now look, it's not just a Wesley principle, it's a biblical principle as well. I want you to listen to this uh, scripture from Acts chapter two. Says all came upon everyone, because many wonders and signs were being made uh, done by the apostles. All who believed were together and had all things in common. Now let me stop there for a second. This phrase "had all things in common" was is, is very important. It, all things in common didn't just mean that they all agreed upon everything. It didn't mean that they were all the same political party. It didn't mean they were all of the same race. It didn't mean that they all uh, uh, cared about uh, only one sports team. When the, author, when the author says they had all things in common, it was actually a very popular Greek phrase. It was a phrase that meant that this community genuinely cared that the needs, the, the physical and the spiritual needs of every member of that community would be met. When a community held all things in common, it meant that every single member of that community wanted to make sure that the needs of every single member of that community were met. If one of them had to sacrifice, they would all sacrifice. If one of them had a need, they would all help provide that need. Listen to this next verse. This is verse uh, 45. It says, they would sell their possessions and goods, and distribute to all as any had a need. See, this was not just a community of friends. This was a community that said our biggest priority is to love God and to care for one another. One of their biggest priorities was that no person in that community was going to need anything. One of their biggest priorities was that they would sacrifice for one another so that uh, none of them would need anything, so that none of them would go to bed hungry, so that none of them would go to bed without shelter, that that every single need would be met was a, a priority for them. And they did that because doing so reflected uh, who God is. Doing so reflected the characteristics of God. I want you to listen to this quote by uh, Robert Wall, who is a professor of biblical studies that. Seattle Pacific University. He says this. For the disciples to meet, uh, help meet each other's needs, he says, reflected the social character of God's kingdom, where all share equally in the good gifts of God. Let me read that one more time. Meeting each other's needs reflected the social character of God's kingdom, where all share equally in the good gifts of God. See, friends, I think that when it comes to money, we have turned it into this concept about uh, gathering and saving as much money as we possibly can to, to meet our needs to, so that we can live a, a lavish life, so that we can buy whatever we need and whatever we want. We have turned gathering money into a practice of, what do I need? But Wesley completely turns that model upside down. Wesley says, he, he, he says, go and work as hard as you can. Go make as much money as you can possibly make. Go and make a profit. And when you've gathered that money, uh, look at your life and say, what are some of the costs that I absolutely have to have? And once you make all the money you can and, and you, you spend it on things, on only the things that you really absolutely need, you create a surplus. And out of that surplus, You can begin to live a generous life. See, friends, the challenge for us, the challenge that Wesley experienced that night when the chambermaid came to his dorm, the challenge is, are we willing to to make the sacrifices in order to make a surplus in our lives so that we can live generous lives? Are we willing to say, I'm going to cut back on my needs, I'm going to cut back on my costs, I'm going to cut back on the things that I don't need, not for the sake of growing my savings account, not for the sake of retiring better, not for the sake of getting a better house someday, but for the sake of creating a surplus in my life, for the sake of creating an abundance in my life, so that out of that abundance, we can begin, I can begin, we can begin to be generous with that abundance. So friends, here's your challenge this week. And it really is the ultimate challenge from all three weeks. Practice generosity. That's it. Practice generosity. Try creating an abundance in your life. Gain all the money you can. Find places and ways that you can cut back on expenses. And out of that abundance you create, here's what you can do. You can be generous. And so I want to offer you three ways that you can be generous today, uh, and hopefully throughout the week. The first, I want you to consider giving to Mid-City Church. I I want you to consider out of that uh, surplus, out of that generosity, to consider uh, giving to Mid-City Church. And here's the deal. Through your generosity at Mid-City Church, through your generosity, we've been able to rent out uh, spaces for us to gather for in-person worship uh, and our hope is to continue doing that and, and uh, hopefully begin meeting on Sunday mornings as we initially planned, um, and it'll help us keep, keep meeting in person. Here's what else. Through your generosity, we have provided resources for our small groups as they continue to grow. Through your generosity, we were able to take a mission trip to Lake Charles and, and, and uh, provide the resources needed for our team, but also resources that, that um, uh, the community needed up there. Through your generosity, we have helped meet the needs of people in our community, people within our church, and outside of the church. Through your generosity, we have been able to make a difference in our community. People see Mid-City Church as a cornerstone of the community because of your generosity. And so today, I want to encourage you to consider uh, uh, being generous, to to consider trusting us with your generosity here at Mid-City Church. And the way you can do that is by texting the word GIVE, G-I-V-E, to the number 225-307-0662. Again, just text the word GIVE, G-I-V-E, to 225-307-0662. Six, two, and you can do a one time gift or set up a recurring gift. And, and look, as, as the pastor of Mid City Church, uh, of course, I'm gonna ask you to consider being generous towards, towards Mid City Church. And I promise you that we will be good stewards of that money and uh, we will make a difference in the community with that money. But if you don't feel comfortable doing that yet, if you don't really trust us with that yet, that's okay. I just want you to practice generosity. So I'm gonna offer you a second alternative find a local nonprofit that aligns with, with the things that you're passionate about and give money to those nonprofits. I mean, I can give you a couple of them, right? So Mid-City Redevelopment Alliance. We work with them a lot. And uh, we're, we're, they have a project coming up. They they provide low-income housing. I mean, they do a lot in the community. Consider giving to them. Consider giving to the Lovables Project. You heard about them uh, uh, back when um, the hurricanes first started to hit. Uh, Maggie came in and she shared some about lovables uh, consider giving to fight it's an organization that uh, helps uh, that stands for famine is the enemy and uh, pretty much every Saturday they go out uh, into the streets of mid-city and they 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 serve the homeless population just I don't care what organization it is what nonprofit is just find one that you can align with and be generous towards them I promise you that with your generosity they will make a difference in the community and if none of those work, if none of those are anything that you feel comfortable with, then I want to offer you one last, uh, one third opportunity. I want you to think, uh, uh, consider, uh, go to the bank, get some cash, or uh, go to fast food restaurants and pick up some gift cards and uh, take that money and keep it in your pocket, keep it in your car, keep it in your backpack or your briefcase, and take that money. And, uh, you know, as you see fit throughout the week, if you see somebody who's hungry, somebody who needs uh, uh, some help, like give them a gift card, give them some cash. Be generous with your money. Put yourself in a position that when a need arises, you are able to help meet that need. So again, the the three options that I have, and I know there's many others, but the three options I have, the three ideas I have for you is uh, consider giving to Mid-City Church, Find a nonprofit that you can align with and, and, and give to them. Or put yourself in a position to be generous by having cash in your pocket, by carrying uh, gift cards to fast food restaurants. And when the need arises, be willing and ready to be generous. See, friends, I, I, I don't care who you give, how you give. I just know that we're called to be Generous. We are called to be generous with our money because we are called to be a part of a community that holds all things in common. We are called to be a part of a community that wants to make sure that the needs of everybody in that community are met. And the only way we can do that is by practicing generosity. So friends, if the only takeaway you have from these three weeks is this, then then let it be it. Gain as much money as you possibly can. Work as hard and as long as you want. Remember what Wesley said, never at the expense of your health or your life. Save as much money as you, uh, uh, gather as much money as you possibly can, and, and then look at your expenses, look at uh, your costs, and, and, and spend as little as possible. Create an abundance in your life. And out of that abundance, be generous. Out of that abundance, make a difference in people's lives. Out of that abundance, Help meet the needs of the community. Friends, I hope you will choose to be generous. I hope that you will find a way to to create an abundance in your life. Friends, I hope that we we, we can be a people who live uh, generous lives because that's who God is in our lives and that's who we are called to be. Friends, gain all you can, save all you can, but most importantly, give all you can. May it be so. Let us pray. Gracious Lord God, I give you thanks. I give you thanks that you are a God who loves us, who cares about us, and who provides our every need. God, we might not have luxury. We might not have everything we ask for, but, but, but God, you provide what we need. And so God, I pray that we may be challenged tonight. God, may we go out into the world and, and, and earn as much as we possibly can, gather as much money as we possibly can. In doing so, God, I pray that we can look at our lives and say, I really don't need to make that cost or this cost or this expense. God, I pray we may create an abundance in our lives. And I pray that out of that abundance, we may learn to be generous. And God, that's a scary thought. That's a difficult process. But God, it's a process that you can help us on, that you journey through with us. And so God, I pray that uh, as we begin to practice generosity, God, may may our hearts be filled with the assurance that that our needs will still be met and that you will still be at the center of our lives. God, I give you thanks, and I pray this in your most precious and most glorious name. Amen.